0: if you wait for the moment here it is welcome to unplugged the most man podcast you're stable for authentic information and unbridled fun and now your host This it is master here we go brand new season beginning on a sober note even though i'd like for us to start this brand new season with a bang we cannot This is, of course, considering everything that's going on in the country, of which I'm going to be speaking about one. One, I feel, is partly the reason why I started this podcast in the first place to amplify or to talk about some of the issues that we have up north. And, of course, celebrate some of the issues, some of the things we have up north to the world. Right. So secure not is what we're going to be talking about today on the podcast, our first episode back for season two my name is mo Usman, in case you're wondering okay so i want to start with this tweet i came across on my timeline it says and i quote killings by so-called bandits in the northwest are so frequent that we've become numb government keeps promising and failing they don't match their words with action the victims lives aren't any less than the president governors and their family we must stop this carnage now unquote now this tweet basically sums up perfectly what is going on right now and what needs to happen right now i've seen a couple of guys a couple of people prominent people on twitter and other uh, social media platforms talk about how we need to secure not a lot of ariwa personality celebrities got a lot of flack for not speaking about this even though this is an on this has been an ongoing issue for a long time which i believe they deserve i'm talking about the dragging like the tiger generator they deserved it and a lot of them have actually retraced their steps and come back to start speaking about this which i think is is a perfect thing but with all of this that's going it breeds a lot of questions like why is securing the lives and property of Iro people so difficult why but considering recent events you notice how securing looted palliatives is not it's not so difficult is it i mean some state governors even approved the house to house search it's crazy Now, if we move up to the presidency level, they keep reiterating farming as the saving grace for people, right? But please, tell me how we're going to go to the farms when there's no security. I mean, if herdsmen don't kill you so their herd can eat up your harvest, bandits aren't standby to kidnap or insurgents aren't standby to kidnap and sell you off to slave trade yes that's a reality it is happening there was a report about it on cnn a while back i mean in libya right so the question is where are we headed right now where are we headed and this is not just happening now right from way back when my, when my grandmother was still alive and she used to farm in hildi that's in adamar state um one time she was on a farm and before then she had actually got multiple threats from herdsmen about how they're going to take over her land whenever she comes in uh, with her people, with some boys to drive the herd away from the farms. She's got multiple threats. And one time they almost succeeded, save for the presence of a nephew, my uncle, who just popped in the the, the place and saved her from two of those herdsmen. Now, they were wielding knives, not guns, not the one that we have now. they've sort of you know militarized their movement right now i'm not saying all of them are bad no there's of course evil people in every facet of society there is now the insecurity in nigeria right and indeed the north has been on for decades that's basically what i'm trying to say although now now there's this certain degree of impunity and arrogance with which the bandits you know and insurgents carry out their sinister operations They, they seem emboldened even by the nonchalance of the administration in securing lives and property i mean look at it look at what's happening in katina was our first day there is no day we wake up recently that we don't hear of people kidnapped or people killed i mean why did we vote in this administration this president in particular it is not for the mega attack or uh, exactly change change yes of course in the sense that we needed security because of because everybody believed in 2015 that last administration had failed right he was voted in because of his military experience as as a former military man right now i I am from borno state i can categorically say that my people rejoiced over president muhammadu buhari's election victory because we thought boko haram is done for we thought they were gone nothing else will happen like we already secure our lives are secure our families lives are secure our properties are secure now yes we got a little bit of respite but i can't say the same for the rest of the north and when i say respite i'm talking about the bombings now this you can ask any person in borno currently living in borno or that goes to visit frequently they'll tell you the bombings have reduced but what about the kidnappings the sudden attacks of travelers and every other thing that's currently going on it's like they left one strategy and moved on to another strategy which it seems like our security operatives are not able to you know follow through on like they are not able to they're play, basically they're paying catch up with this guy shouldn't they be able to think ahead shouldn't they be able to re-strategize as these insurgents have isn't that what we should be seeing but no it is not the service chiefs are still on their seats continuing their failures People are dying. They don't care. There have been reports of extrajudicial killing. They don't care. But nobody's even talking about that one now because we want the insurgency to end in the northeast. Now in the northwest, where the president comes from, what is happening? Why are the service chiefs still there? Are they unable to re-strategize? Are they unable to think of something new to work with? If they are, why are they still on their jobs? Those are the questions that the Nigerians want to answer. Now I'm not going to lie, right? I'm not going to lie. I am actually happy about the renewed efforts and current bombardments of Boko Haram that's currently going on in the Northeast, right? And I mean, I have to say kudos to the Nigerian Army and the Air Force for their collaboration. Of course, all, all servicemen, I have to say kudos to all of you. Thank you very much for securing our lives at the expense of yours. It's not easy. But all we ask for, which is not too much, all we ask for is consistency. ...and these current efforts sustain. So let's talk about the rest of the North. And of course, obviously, the whole nation. We want to wake up and not hear of scores of people kidnapped or killed... ...murdered in their sleep. We are tired of hearing how shocked the presidency is. I mean, other parts of the country even get condolences... uh, ...when unfortunate events happen. Accidents, kidnappings, murders when these things happen in other parts of the country they get condolences and what do we get up north silent and yet some people say we should continue to support this administration without question what is that if not madness we are not even asking for basic developments that obviously they're meant to do no we are demanding our lives and property are secure you know we get constantly disrespected with continuous silence and it's not like it's just the unfortunate events that happen here in the North. It's like it's, it's, it is. It is the silence is directed at northerners. When unfortunate events happen to us in other parts of the country, it is not even acknowledged. Okay, fake news is all around us right now. Can't those events that are highly reported be further investigated to ascertain if they are fake news or not? I mean, there are alleged reports about 158 Northern Muslims killed by hip-hop that has been designated a terrorist organization in the east. But what has this administration done about it or said about it? These things are beginning to breed questions. They should have before now, but I'm glad it's happening right now. And this is, of course, off the back of the NSAS protest and our scholars, our sheikhs up here in the north, who have all of a sudden gone mute. We ask, Where did the prayers to thwart bad governance you used to make with tears? In your eyes, go to. Why are you not making du'as to end bad governance all of a sudden? Why are we not making du'as to end insecurity? Why? What happened to all the al Kunuts we read during every Subway prayer before now? Why are we not doing so now? Is the situation not even more dire than it was before? This is what everybody's basically saying. Do not be monarchic. Come on. Speak truth to power like you did years back you know people listen to you yet you use your influence to help regress the norm you know how people are dying of hunger and insecurity you know well like you know i mean who does all of the janazas? who And now nigerian politicians listen, we know that you don't care about us like we know we know you don't care about us at all we know the only thing you care about is the power and the influence your position gives you that's basically what you care about now, I, I know people say this thing like, what if these issues fall those closest to you, you know, as a way to get you to do your jobs? Well, this is what I say. Who will you showcase your mostly ill-gotten power and influence to when we are all dead as a result of your silence and ineptitude? Who? Well, I'll leave you with this, in the words of a friend, Salihutankoyakate, SSA to Governor of Jibrin. He said, and I quote. The rate at which lives are lost with no end in sight is heartbreakingly devastating. The primary and number one responsibility of any government is safeguarding lives and properties. Without this, consider yourself a failure. Peace. To ensure you don't miss out on the next episode, follow at More Waves Concert on Facebook, Postman underscore on Twitter and on Instagram so you don't miss out on anything.